Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and uh, doing the right thing during this difficult time that we are all going through. Lots to talk about today. We will have this date in Islanders history, a big game for Alexi Yashin that we're looking back at. We'll also continue part three of our interview with Gary Harding as he talks about, among other things, the captaincy of Anders Lee and what that's meant to the New York Islanders. And we have the latest news from the National Hockey League. And we'll discuss a little bit about possible playoff scenarios that the NHL can use once play does resume. Now, if you have a question or a comment or a topic you'd like us to discuss, shoot us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, I'll be happy to mention you on the air when we discuss your question or topic. Also, you could follow the show on Twitter, the Twitter handle at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and happenings surrounding the NHL and, of course, the New York Islanders. Now, the latest news coming out of uh, the NHL yesterday, the league announcing that it will extend its uh, directive for players and staff to self-quarantine by an additional 10 days in order to uh, prevent the further spread of the coronavirus. And essentially that means that through now April 6th, NHL players are told to self-quarantine, stay away, not have practices, not get together, stay with your family, stay in your home. The league now shut down back on March 12th, so it's been now almost two weeks, and the league continues to discuss different options as far as resuming play. Now, as of this recording, so far, two members of the Ottawa Senators, who are remaining anonymous uh, in the media at least, uh, have tested positive for the coronavirus, and those are the only NHL players that we are aware of testing positive. I know a number of NBA players, some minor league baseball players, all have tested positive as well. But as of right now, those two anonymous Ottawa Senators players, the only NHLers that we are aware of 
that have tested positive. So the league taking additional precautions, and no surprise there. It, it almost really has to do that. Uh, look, if you rush things back too quickly, you're inviting a lawsuit. You're inviting uh, really having the resumption of play blow up in your face. And if there are players that then test positive, you start all over again from square one because you got to shut everything down again. So smart move by the league, and we'll see uh, where we go from here. But that announcement coming Tuesday, yesterday, from the National Hockey League. Now, as far as the possible playoff scenarios go, if and when, and it is going to be when the league resumes this season, hopefully, uh, you know, I don't think, first of all, that the regular season is going to continue. That does not seem like a likely scenario. Um, wouldn't be fair. Teams have played different numbers of games. Teams uh, are going to miss, you know, some teams will have more home games than others. Uh, it, it just would be a scheduling nightmare and still a flight, you know, a demographic nightmare with hotels and airline flights and everything else to, to arrange. The most likely scenario to me that makes the most sense is that the league expands the playoffs to 20 teams, 10 in each conference. You have the bottom four teams in each conference play either a one or a best of three play-in series, and then you resume with your, you know, eight teams in each conference. To me, that would be the fairest way to do it. If you don't do it that way, you then raise this question. Do you take the top eight teams in points? Do you take winning percentage or point percentage into account? Neither one of those seems overly fair. If you do it by straight points, the Islanders would not make the playoffs as of now if they just ended the season and started the playoffs right away. But, you know, they have two games in hand, for example, on the team directly in front of them in Columbus, and it wouldn't be fair for Columbus to get in and the Islanders to sit home. There is no perfect way to make everything fair. They're not going to, you know, finish out the regular season. I don't see that because you're going to need at least a couple of weeks of training camp where teams allow their players to work together, to work with their coaches, to get back into shape. So to me, you end the regular season, you, you probably go by point percentage and you take the top 10 teams in each conference and then have teams uh, 7, 8, 9, and 10 play either a one-game or best-of-three play-in series and then go from there. Uh, that, to me, seems the best scenario. They could try to, you know, play a week or two of regular season games depending on when play resumes. And then again, you have that choice of point percentage or straight points. Whatever it is, it also is going to very largely depend on how long this takes to resume. And the fact of the matter is that the league is going to have to deal with the worst hit area uh, rather than the best. I mean, right now you have California and New York being the hardest hit areas in the United States as of now, and that could change over time. But, you know, the Islanders... Uh, the Rangers, the Devils, you know, not going to make the playoffs, but if they resume the regular season, the Flyers, uh, the Kings, 
the the Ducks, the Sharks, uh, you know, those teams will have more difficulty getting their players together and so forth and so on than some of the teams in markets that are less hard hit by the coronavirus. So still a lot of variables, still a lot of unknowns, and the NHL with a lot of decisions to make. But I think the best thing is we know for sure that there will be a full, uninterrupted 2020-2021 hockey season if the NHL has anything to say about it. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll have this date in Islanders history, plus part three of my conversation with WGBB Radio's Gary Harding as we talk about the Islanders' goaltending situation, about Anders Lee's captaincy, and a whole lot more. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to March the 25th, 2003, at the United Center in Chicago. Islanders taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. Goaltenders in this one, Garth Snow, the starter for the New York Islanders. Craig Anderson is in between the pipes for the Blackhawks. And in the first period, the Islanders... They strike quickly. Mark Parrish, his 23rd from Justin Papineau and Michael Pekka at just 117. And the Islanders were up early by a one to nothing margin. And less than a minute later, they add to that Alexi Yashin, his 19th from Oleg Kavasha and Aaron Asham at 204. And the Islanders were up two to nothing. Justin Papineau gets his third of the year from Pekka and Parrish at 6.37, and the Islanders had jumped all over the Chicago Blackhawks, stunning that home crowd in Chicago, and it was 3-0 Islanders just 6 minutes, 37 seconds into the game. Now, future Islander Chris Simon goes off for roughing at 17.38, and the Islanders make him pay. Yashin on the power play, his second of the game, 20th of the season, from Mark Parrish and Roman Hammerlick at 1921, and the Islanders head into the locker room at the first intermission with a four-to-nothing lead in this game. In the second period, the Islanders would add to the lead Oleg Kavasha, his 12th from Aaron Asham at 329, and it was a comfortable five-nothing lead for the Islanders. But the Blackhawks did not quit, and uh, much to their credit, Yanni Ninema goes off for closing his hand on the puck at 6.17, and the Blackhawks take advantage. Igor Radulov, his first on the power play from Tyler Arneson and Steve Sullivan at 7.38, and it's a 5-1 hockey game. Radulov would score again less than a minute later. In fact, uh, just 13 seconds later, his second from Tyler Arneson and Steve uh, Popst. And all of a sudden, it's a 5-2 to two hockey game, and that's where it stood after two periods. But the Islanders took control again early in the third period, and they put the game away. It was Alexi Yashin completing the hat trick, just 2-14 into the third. His 21st from Kavasha and Asham. And then a mere 12 seconds later, Yashin, his fourth of the game. 22nd of the year from Asham and Martinek, and then a third Islander goal, just 14 seconds, excuse me, 24 seconds after that, 
Dave Scatcherd, his 26th from Jason Blake and Jason Weimer. The Islanders close out the scoring with a power play goal as uh, Igor Radulov was in the box for high sticking and Asham, his 13th on the power play from Adrian Acoin and Radek Martinek. Final score in this one in Chicago, a 9-2 road win for the Islanders. Alexi Yashin, four goals in this game. Uh, he tied for the team lead with five shots on goal, along with Dave Scatcherd. Aaron Asham, a five-point night, a goal and four assists. Other multiple-point Islanders, Kavasha, a goal and two assists. Radek Martinek, a pair of helpers. Justin Papineau, a goal and an assist. Mark Parrish, a goal and two helpers. Mike Pekka, with two assists. Overall, the Islanders with an outstanding hockey game coming away with the 9-2 victory. Asham and Yashin, along with Kavasha, each a plus four in this hockey game. And in goal, Garth Snow, 21 saves in 23 shots to earn the victory. Meanwhile, for Chicago, Anderson did indeed start the game but he was substituted out after giving up the first five goals, replaced by Steve Passmore, who allowed four goals in just 12 shots. So he didn't do all that much better. Burke Henry and Alexander Karpatsov, both minus fours for Chicago in this game. But overall, a very strong performance for the New York Islanders. They go into Chicago and come out with a 9-2 win on this date in Islanders history, March 25th, 2003. All right, when we return, we will be joined by Gary Harding of WGBB Radio, part three of my discussion with Gary. We're going to talk about a lot of things, including the Islanders' goaltending situation, uh, whether the rotation has been working well or not, and of course, we'll talk about... Anders Lee and what he's meant to this organization as a captain. Lots more to talk about when we return on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for part three of my conversation with Gary Harding of WGBB Radio and the Islanders Booster Club. Talk to me a little bit about the way that Barry Trotz has handled his goaltenders. You know, the first 34 games of the year. You had Varlamov and Grice alternating starts. That seemed to work very well. Varlamov now has taken over the starting position, but the numbers haven't been there. And I'm not suggesting that's all Varlamov's fault, but the numbers have fallen off in the second half of the season. Uh, your thoughts about the way the goaltending situation has been handled this year? Uh, I really... Um, looking again, you know, I never would have expected the alternating goals, goaltender situation to last as long as it did. But when the team was winning, you know, everything was positive. Um, you know, the numbers were, were among the top two or three in the league at that point, you know, so you felt very comfortable with what was, what was going on. But, um, I really don't think I don't think the goaltending has been terribly bad. I mean, you know, yeah, there's been some games where they've, you know, where they've stunk up the joint, but you know, they're in the, they're in the top ten. Um, you know, last year was an incredible year 
with uh, the stars lining up in the right way. And, you know, obviously the story, we all know the story of Robin Leonard and how great everything was. Um, you know, I don't think you were going to, um, you know, duplicate that feat. You know, I really, as much as you wanted to see it, I just didn't think so. I think Grice had an incredible year. You know, he's been a uh, a warrior and, and, a, and a great uh asset to this organization but you know to expect um you know a similar season was kind of it's kind of tough you know knowing judging by his past performances over his career you know um i think varlamov has done an adequate job you know again these he's kept the team in a lot of games this year you know when when they've been struggling to score he's you know he's had those 42 43 save nights that have kept you know that kept the team in the uh in the running and, um, you know, obviously, you know, the stories are coming out that, you know, you know, this, this kid from Russia may be finally uh, making his way to North America next season, you know, and that's going to be a big decision, obviously, with Grice on the last year of his contract. You know, you know, this could be a perfect opportunity to slide the young kid in and move, uh, you know, move Grice on, unfortunately. But, um, you know, like I said, going back to where they stand right now, I, you know, I mean, you would have wished they'd be playing a little better. But honestly, right now, I think, um, you know, I wouldn't say satisfied, but I'd say adequate. Do you think they miss Robin Lehner, whether it be on the ice or off the ice? Oh, there's no question about it. You know, I, I'm sure... I'm sure, you know, because we, we don't know the real true story of what happened and what the conversations were between player, agent, and and, team, and organization as far as the July, what happened on July 1. Um, and we we'll, may never know the answer to that question until maybe years and years after, uh, you know, uh, Robin Leonard is off to the sunset back in Sweden. But... Um, you know, he may not have had the same season. I mean, he's had a decent season. Obviously, he had a good, real good uh, four or five games with the um, Vegas Golden Knights before, you know, before the season uh, prematurely ended. But, you know, he, his numbers weren't that dramatically, uh, dramatically wonderful as well. So, you know, maybe, you know, the the stars were, were aligned right with last year with Robin and, you know, maybe they could have been the same way, but judging by maybe two tenths or three tenths of a point goals against average, I don't think this team would have been any different. Maybe slightly better, but you know, obviously, with the way the standings are, you know, maybe that couple of tenths goals against difference would have led to maybe two or three points, which may have led to being in a playoff position if the season would have ended right now, as opposed to being on the outside looking in. This obviously is unprecedented territory. I mean, having a season interrupted like this, it may or may not resume, but we know it's still going to take a little while longer. I mean, I I, I couldn't see anything happening for at least another month in in my mind. Uh, How are you and, and you specifically, and then the Islanders booster club in general, dealing with this situation how do you stay close to the islanders and hockey what what do you do and 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 how is the booster club responding to the situation well um you know it's funny uh, this time next weekend uh there were going to be about 70 of us uh going up to montreal 
to see the Isles play the Canadians. Uh, and actually, their last it would have been their last home game of the season um, at the Bell Center. So uh, unfortunately, right now I'm making arrangements to get our money back from the tickets and our hotel stay and all that other stuff. Um, you know, it's I think it's great that you know at least MSG has been putting on some games. Uh, to watch and and you know I'm really trying to you know although I know well, most of the games that they show are wins I think they've only shown wins because it's during the uh, the 17 you know game uh, point streak um, I really haven't been looking at the stat sheets or looking back to see what the scores were unless I remembered them on the top of my head but it's been good because I'm actually be actually feeling like I'm act- actively participating in watching the game and getting excited and things like that. Um, you know, the NHL network has been showing some past stuff. And earlier this week, they showed, uh, all four of the, uh, the Islander cup clinching games, um, which was exciting to see again. It's always nice to see, you know, those particular days. Um, you know, I've been, you know, talking to people in the club and, you know, either on Facebook or Instagram or, wherever our social media uh, connections are. And, you know, they're just like any other, uh, you know, sports fan and whatever sport it is, whether it's hockey or baseball or soccer or whatever, you know, you're, you know, you're just uh, bummed out that you're not, you know, watching your team and, you know, being involved, uh, you know, and you're finding other things to do, you know, like just like everybody else in, in this country and around the world are doing, you know, it's, it's, uh, like you said, it's unprecedented times. It's, you know, it's a strange thing that's going on. You know, life, you know, you know, life as we know in every, in every situation now is so, so altered and changed. And all you can hope is that, you know, people start to, uh, you know, the people that are not really taking this as seriously as they should be, begin to, and, you know, they find out what's, you know, how to solve this and, get it to an end or at least get it to a point where, you know, lives can somehow get back to normal so that you can, you know, get back to doing the things you do, you know, such as, you know, uh, you know, socializing and going to work and, and, and going to sporting events and, you know, getting back to what our lives were, you know, it's, you know, it's real strange, but, you know, um, you know, I know, you know, Hockey fans and all sports fans in general just want to get back to uh, to the way things were. No question about that. I wanted to ask you a little bit about Anders Lee. I mean, he takes over as captain after the departure of John Tavares. And I, I think he did a good job last year, but I think this year he's really sort of gotten more comfortable and grown into that position. Talk about the leadership that he's provided both on and off the ice for this team. Yeah, well, he's there's a great article in the New York Post, um I believe it was today or yesterday, um talking about how um you know, Anders was, you know, a captain every in everything he was, you know, in high, whether it was high school football or uh baseball or captaining uh the Fighting Irish Notre Dame before obviously signing a pro contract with the Islanders, you know, and and doing that. You know, he is a consummate professional. He is a consummate um, positive role model and positive uh, um, person. And, uh, you know, you see it not just in the way he, 
he plays the game, but how he talks to people and how he deals with the media and, you know, the things that he does outside of the game, including, uh, including the charity, uh, you know, the can jams that he's done, you know, for kids with childhood cancer. And, you know, he's such a, a positive person, you know, and, you know, like John Tavares or not, you know, I, I think they're, they're, um, perceptions on on how a captain is are not they're different but they're not they're not bad you know in other words John Tavares was not a bad captain for the Islanders he was more of a quiet person and 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 so was Anders Anders is a pretty quiet person too but the way he I think the way he that expresses himself and the way he presents himself to me shows more of a captain than than John is um, and, you know, I, I'm very pleased that, you know, that they made, they went in this direction after the departure of JT to have, uh, Andrew step in and become the captain. And, you know, he, it's been a, it's been a real solid choice. And, and again, he's such a great human being and you wish nothing but, uh, but positive things come out of, uh, of Anders. All right. That's going to do it for us on today's show. I want to thank Gary Harding of WGBB Radio and the Islanders Booster Club for joining us, and we'll have more of my conversation with him coming up tomorrow as we discuss more items regarding the 2019-2020 Islanders. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. That helps other Islander fans find the podcast and helps us grow the Locked On Islanders family Hope everybody is staying well, keeping occupied, and and staying safe in these difficult times. I know it's hard without the games that we love, but we will get through this together, and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Islanders. That wraps up this edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. Have a great day, everybody. See you tomorrow, and let's go Islanders!